The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above Rise all. up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who follow it. With my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, Mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com and you're going to see two videos at the top of the screen. Now, they're going to look different than what I'm showing the audience now. I'm not lying to you. We are live at this moment, but it's pre-recorded, scheduled to air, which you're hearing right now. The one on the left will be Bradley's show from the previous day. That should be Saturday, so it should be two two hours worth of Bradley Dean from Saturday, and that'll be available up until 3 o'clock Eastern, at which time he'll be live in that little area. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Again, that'll look a little different. Just click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you've got, and then look for the rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner. 
click on that and you can join us in the chat on Rumble. We are streaming live to Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. That's the channel. Please subscribe to that channel. We're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page there. So if you want to catch us, that's where you can get us on the video feeds. Uh, right up under where that is is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Those go out once a day between 7 and 8 p.m. Eastern. And uh, you'll get not only the articles that we put out, but you'll get the morning show archive. So this, the video, the podcast, all the stuff that we talk about, that will be in that email. So you can uh, you can sign up for that. And then if you're interested in our, in our ministry email, what we do at Sons of Liberty and what we are doing each week, go to sonsoflibertyradio.com. You can sign up for that. And that goes out once a week on Saturdays. It tells you what we're doing. You get some exclusive pictures and some content in that. So be sure and check that out. And then finally... If you would like to support us and keep us out there on the Internet, the radio, and out among the people teaching our Christian constitutional heritage, there's a donate button at the top of SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Click on that, and you can make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And we appreciate you guys very much. You know we do. Um, there's, I mean, we can continue doing these things, but without your support, we can't do it in the capacity that we, can, that we do it now. Now, you guys remember the other week when Kate was on, I made mention of a little post that I had that I put up on my Facebook page concerning a guy by the name of Dr. Kirk Moore. And um, I was able to get in touch with him, and he's joining me today. And what I want to do is let me just give a proper introduction here. I'm going to have to move my microphone a little bit so I can see past my screen. But uh, Dr. Moore is a a a board-certified plastic surgeon in Midvale, Sandy, Utah. He has been in practice for over 20 years. He has worked diligently on creating a surgical experience second to none, uh, especially as it relates to a unique, innovative breast augmentation procedure. Born in France and growing up in Italy, and with an undergraduate degree in political science. Oh, this sounds like it's going to be juicy, doesn't it? His well-rounded perspective have uh, always been a key driver, allowing him to view everything with worldly perspectives. And when COVID came along, his first inclination was to believe that he was being told, or believe what he was being told, and what he was seeing in the news. After a very short time, though, he realized it was not what it seemed. There were just too many assumptions being made, and there was an absolute disregard of basic scientific principles, which we've talked about on this show before. Not treating people early for a disease that was ultimately very treatable fundamentally violated his driving philosophy, first do no harm. His personal ethical standards and moral foundations do not allow him to just ignore his patient and pretend their problems don't exist. After extensive personal, uh, personally driven education, he realized that his patients could be treated very successfully, and he started doing just that. Then, those treatment options were limited by our very own government. The wait for a vaccine philosophy was a travesty. He, was, he has saved hundreds uh, of lives, probably thousands, uh, considering everything that's going on. Uh, with early treatment and has not had one death in any of the patients he's treated. When the vaccines were approved far too expediently uh, and without any long-term safety studies, his skepticism grew dramatically. This was a mass genocide, actual, and I'm going I'm to have to have him tell me what this word is. Um, so let me stop there, and I'll give the last line uh, here. <laughs> Good day, Dr. Moore. Good to see you, man. Thank you for coming on the Sons of Liberty. Well, Tim, thanks for having me. That word is, uh, that word is, I, I believe it's a word that uh, um, Dr. Toby Rogers came up with. Uh, it's called uh, iatrogenocide. Anything that is iatrogenic is something that is done um, based on 
uh, medical intervention. So treatment okay. induced or physician induced, uh, you know, problems. So gotcha. an iatrogenic injury is something that we do that we cause as physicians. Okay. See, I, I have to have you do that because I'll never live down on the show. We had Dr. Michael Roth on, this good friend of mine, and uh, I don't know what it is. You ever had those times where you see a word, you know what it is, but somehow there's a malfunction going on and you pronounce it wrong? Well, I did that with anatomy. And I said, anatomy. So now we, I had to come on the next day and I kind of joked it off. This is Anna and Tommy. It was two little skeletons dancing together. Anyway, I'll never live that down. Let me read this last line. The AMA Code of Ethics calls for moral usurpation of legal mandates when they conflict with the ethical values of the physician and patient. You abided by that moral code in treating your patients and, uh, and they, as they ask to be treated. And you're now facing prosecution from the federal government. And I got to tell you, I told you in our talk before we come on the air here, I consider you a hero for what you're doing. I really do. And I think a lot of people do. I think a lot of people support you in what you did. And we're going to get into some of that. But let's let's learn a little bit about you during this hour. And I've got people coming in the house. So we, if we hear some noise, it's okay. Everybody's used to the Brown Cafe, I think, as they've referred to it in the morning. It says you were born in France. You grew up in Italy. Now you're in Utah. Do you speak any other languages or anything like that as a result? I'm, I'm just curious. Oh, well, I, um, I I only lived in France for about a year, um, so I didn't I didn't pick up the language when I was there. I did um, I did take French in school, but that didn't get me anywhere. Uh, growing up in Italy, though, I do speak Italian fluently, and it's been a a, a tremendous part of my upbringing. Um, and I I I love the time that I was there and wish in some ways that I could still be back there. Yeah, I you um, know what, I, I would say that too, except I, I think Italy was the place, boy, where they really bombarded all this convid. I call it the convid 1984. It is a con, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but that's interesting uh, that you have that. And you've not only taken, I mean, you're, you're a plastic surgeon, but you're treating people for... You know, what I, I don't know if are you treat? Do you believe? Let me just let me just ask this question: Do you believe the convids are actual things that have actually been proven to exist? The SARS-CoV-2 stuff. You know, that's a that's a hard question. I I know Tom Cowan. I don't know him. I I've read I've read what Tom Cowan said. I've read what Andrew Kaufman talks about um, in terms of the uh, and Alex Eck, who's not a physician, but, uh, putting out things that, Hey, viruses have actually never been isolated. It's a contaminated isolation process. Um, and I, I don't know what to believe on that. I wish that we would pursue that further. There have been some offers to, um, you, you know, kind of, I think Tom Cowan put out a, a, a routine to try to get people out there to do that in terms of actual isolation methods, uh, to see whether it's something that, you know, we could actually come up with. I haven't made a determination in terms of whether viruses exist or whether they don't exist. Um, I do know that people are getting sick. Um, and I do know that the interventions that I had and that, and the treatments that I were using were working. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, what about what, another thing that we talked about, which was EMFs and the rollout of 5G? Uh, we've covered on this show many times with several doctors and our own Kate Shimrani about the impact that new technologies have on the human body. And every time, you know, we we had the Spanish flu, which really wasn't from Spain. It was out in the middle of uh, Midwest uh, America. And it affected people along the lines where they where they were putting the tele telegraph lines. 
and it was affecting the guys who were in the military and stuff. And it was really the guys, the the guys who were mo mostly dying, uh, from my understanding, were the guys who were taking the shots, the the quote unquote vaccines that they were given. But we've seen this with the rollout of three G, four G, now five G, that this stuff has an impact on our bodies. Um, and you know, our Creator has designed us wonderfully and fearfully, as the Scripture says. And so our bodies have been able to to accustom ourselves uh, to some extent for that, get rid of those toxins that are that come from the EMFs. When when you think of something like, uh, do you know of it, anything that would be causing this? Uh, would you say that the rollout of 5G might have an effect on this and causing some of the things that are pe that people are experiencing? Well, again, uh, I I completely agree that there's certainly uh, it, it's it is a known fact that EMF um energy does have effects on the human body we uh, we certainly have not researched it um and if you look at the data that's out there in terms of what people are looking at they're certainly not looking at um what the extent of you know kind of adding the you know 2g 3g 4g 5g uh you know type of uh, technology out there and what the effect is that it does have on the human body so to discount that off just off the cuff and just say, well, yeah, no, it doesn't have any effect uh, is fallacious um, in and of itself. Um, and, you know, for the same reason that it's fallacious probably for us to claim that uh, a coronavirus um, that is 79% similar to a virus that we didn't have any problems with just 20 years ago is now all of a sudden a super deadly bug um, is also somewhat fallacious in my opinion. Okay. All right. Now, it, you're obviously a plastic surgeon, but how did you get into where you're treating patients with these shots and things? Uh, or actually, you didn't treat them with those shots, but you treat them with some of those. How did you get into an issue with that? Does a plastic surgeon uh, such as yourself, does he have sort of some medical ability other beyond that that he treats that you treat patients with as well? Well, again, that's uh, we all go through the same initial uh, primary training. So we all do four years of medical school. From there, we then go on and get and we differentiate into different fields of medicine: internal medicine, rheumatology, dermatology. You know, the surgical subspecialties of general surgery, uh, cardiovascular surgery, uh, vascular surgery, any number of you know different fields of uh, medicine. But we all have the same underlying training. The issue for me from the standpoint of how did I get into treating COVID and how did I get into treating a, you know, a cold is, um, and a flu, um, is that nobody else was doing it. People were coming to me, uh, and they knew that I was treating people. They couldn't get the treatments anywhere else. Um, people were refusing to treat people. And, you know, just like I think, you know, somebody put in my bio there about what, you know, what I was doing. Uh, you know, when, when you have somebody that you think you can treat and that you can take care of, um, then you, uh, you're going to do it. Um, and that's exactly what I did. Um, I write antibiotics for people with, uh, you know, throat infections and, and sinus infections and everything all the time. Um, and, you know, it's not necessarily out of the realm for me to treat somebody with the flu. Um, so what happened was is that people were coming to me because their primary care doc or their urgent care or emergency room that they had gone to for treatment had refused to treat them and sent them home. And so then I just, you know, they come to me and they say, hey, you know, what do you think about hydroxychloroquine? And then subsequent to that, what do you think about ivermectin? Um, and 
So I just, that's where the stealth education side of it came in. I, I just started reading about it and learning about it and understanding what the effects of the medications were and how they were working. And I did, I treated I, 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 countless number of people. Okay. What about chlorine dioxide? Did you ever look into that? No, I saw some uh, early publications about it, um, and I never followed up on it. There was some things that were out there. Um, I uh, looked into some ozone stuff. A friend of mine is a, a primary care doc, and he does ozone therapy. I have sent people to him, um, but not in not. There's too many rabbit holes to go down, uh, and that wasn't one that I chose. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. We've had Doctor Call for uh, Doctor Andreas Kalker on. They did an actual study to deal. He called. He called what they're calling COVID as a, whatever he was treating was a blood disease. And he was using, they did the studies and they did that. So I was just curious if you had seen that. Okay, so let's get to why we have you on the show here. Because are there any other doctors that were doing what you were doing? I know there's some co-defendants in this whole issue that that I guess are part of your team or whatever there. But were there other doctors that you know of in in the United States who were doing what you were doing Um let me let me just give people this, and I'll let you respond to it, and then we'll kind of take some of the things that the the Justice Department has here uh, put up. This was a January 18th, and of course they say at the end of this that you had your first hearing January 26th. I'll let you tell people about that, but they say at least more than $28,000 worth of COVID vaccines allegedly disposed of, hundreds of vaccination record cards fraudulently completed and distributed, and minors injected with saline solutions. And then they name you, and they name <clears throat> some other co-defendants in there. And it says the defendants allegedly destroyed at least $28,028.50 worth of government-provided COVID-19 vaccines. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. And distributed at least... 1,937 doses worth of fraudulently completed vaccination record cards to others in exchange for either direct cash payments or required donations to a specified charitable organization without administering a COVID-19 vaccine to the card recipient. As charged in court documents, defendants also administered saline shots to minors at the request of their parents so children would think they were receiving a COVID-19 vaccine. So, you know, Kurt, what what went on here? Tell people what it went on. You, you've already said that, that these hospitals or these other doctor's offices wouldn't treat the people, and they come to you. How is this taking place? Can you? I know you can address the allegations here as to, I guess, what's true, what's not true, and how that transpired. So um, the allegations are that I uh, did not give uh the covid vaccine um to people that had asked for it um and or i gave a saline shot to people who were supposed to have gotten the covid vaccine um and then in addition to that i filled out their cards um to demonstrate that they had received the the jab the vaccine i have a hard time calling it a vaccine because it's not a vaccine um but um you know, so th- those are the allegations. Uh, they're claiming that I squirted them down the drain. Um, they uh, that you know that I got that I disposed of them otherwise, other than putting them in my patient's arms. Um, and uh, then they also claim that you know we took money, um, either directly or indirectly. Um, so uh, we, you know, not to get ahead of myself, but 
those are the allegations. We went to court um, for our first hearing, uh, arraignment hearing. We all pled not guilty. It's myself, uh, two of my employees, and a neighbor of mine. And uh, all four of us pled not guilty. Uh, and that's, right now, that's pretty much all we can really talk about as far as the case itself um, without uh, kind of violating the protective order that's in place. Okay. All right. I want to take the these couple of uh, statements here from from people who are in charge, <laughs> if you want to say that. This is from Kurt L. Muller, special agent in charge with the Department of Health and Human Services Office of the Inspector General. He says, by allegedly falsifying vaccine cards and administering saline shots to children instead of COVID-19 vaccines, not only does this provider endanger the health and well-being of the vulnerable population, which is laughable because that's what their shots are doing. We're seeing it every day. These young, I've never seen, uh, let, me, let me just stop there. I've never seen... You open up the news and you got three, four, five, six people who are not not they've lived a long life and stuff. You're seeing them. You're seeing them dead. And the main things that I see are aggressive cancers and some type of myocarditis or a a cardiac arrest. Have you ever seen anything like that? And you look a smart guy. You know what two plus two equals. Right. And, And you know what this history is. What's your take on what this guy is saying when he says you're endangering the population, but oh, the vaccine, you needed to get that in their arm because that'll make them safe. What's your response to something like that? I, I think it's preposterous. I think just like you said, all of the data that's coming out now, and it, it's not even just now, all you had to do is actually read the data from two years ago uh, and the data from three years ago. Uh, uh, it, it's out there. Um, and they just, they bastardized the, the messaging. Um, they, uh, I mean, even, um, gosh, I can't remember her name, the lady who left. Dr. Burks. Uh, Burks, yeah who, yeah, who wrote the book and said that, well, yeah, we had to lie um, in order to kind of get people to, you know, believe what it is that we were telling them. Um, you know, I think Fauci just came out and said, well, we never really knew, or actually we always knew that it really wasn't going to help with transmission. Um, Pfizer in the EU about three months ago uh, came out and said, yeah, we never tested for transmission. And, you know, we had to go at the speed of science. Yeah, that's a new term, Um, speed of science. Um, And, you know, it's it's laughable. I, I think the statement that he makes after that in terms of me undermining the public trust in our government institutions, they did that on their own. Um, you know, Amen. Congress That's has right. less. Congress has a less than a ten percent approval rating, and it's been going down over the last twenty years. Um, the, the you know the the uh, public trust in the CDC and NIH is down there in the same in that same gutter. Um, and me treating allegedly treating or not treating, however you want to look at it, um, two thousand people out of that had, is, is are those the only ones that they surveyed for those. that less than 10% approval rating because, you know, they surveyed um, millions of people and, you know, and, and that's the approval rating that the United States has. I think Rasmussen just came out with a, with a, um, with a poll a week or two ago saying that 52% of our country now believes that um, the, uh, that the whole COVID thing was, to some degree, I, I'm going to use the word, and I'm just putting them paraphrasing, I guess, but it is, it is kind of a scam. Yep, yep. That's it. Well, that's exactly what it is, and we've been warning about it too. We we warned before they rolled the shot out, 
And you mentioned Dr. Kaufman. Uh, we had Dr. Kaufman, we had Dr. Kerry Miday, we had Kate Shimrani, and we had Dr. Kevin Corbett on for his show the first week after they rolled out the shot. What are you guys seeing? And they're telling us it's the same stuff we were warning about because we already had the studies on what regular vaccines were doing, and we already knew that they were harming people. There's no such thing as a safe and effective vaccine. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, there really isn't. And what gets me is, is this, uh, Kirk, is it says... You undermine public trust and the integrity of felt federal health care programs. Now, everybody knows here we use the Bible and the Constitution as our foundation, or our plumb line, if you will. And in the Constitution, Article 1 and Section 8 tells, um, and i got busy people in the house here, uh, Article 1, Section 8 tells us everything that Congress may write law about. And there's only 18 to 21 things, depending on how you, you number it. I don't see health care anywhere that we authorized them to do it. Now we have an entire department, Health and Human Services. We've got them coming in and telling people they have to wear a mask. And these people aren't doctors either. They're bureaucrats. Uh, they're giving medical advice. They're working hand in glove with the Food and Drug Administration, which is a crime syndicate as far as I'm concerned, along with the CDC. And because the FDA ends up, the presidents of those end up going into the big pharma companies as presidents and CEOs and everything else. And they go on and they say, HHS OIG remains committed to working with our law enforcement partners to hold accountable bad actors who attempt to illegally profit from the pandemic. Well, Kurt, would you mind just speaking your mind on that kind of comment? What have they done? Have they not been fascist working with their fascist corporate buddies in enriching themselves? Well, I don't know of any actual laws that were passed. Were there any laws that were passed? Would the, did Congress get together and legislatively pass a law to do any of this? Or was it just these agencies that were writing rules? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good uh, point. I, um, and, and using it and taking it upon themselves in order to do that. You know, there were... Um, you know, and these are non, these are not governmental agencies. These are private agencies that are, that are telling us how we have to take care of our patients and telling us what we need to do. And they are making rules. Uh, and then they are being quote unquote enforced. Uh, but there are, there are no actual laws that I know of that allow them to do that. Yeah, there's not. And, and rules and mandates are not law. Not, you're exactly right. And then we ask the question, where, where did uh, President Donald Trump get the authority to take billions of our dollars, give it to Big Pharma and buy these shots, and then ship them out? Uh, the father of the vaccine is he? And he still won't admit that it's killing people. He's still pimping it for his uh, his Big Pharma buddies. I don't, I, I don't know why people continue to support the guy when, that's, when he's behind a mass... What was that word you used again? <laughs> <laughs> iatrogenocide. I got to get that one. Iatrogenocide. I mean, that's what's being promoted here. In fact, it gets down to us democide because the government's enforcing it. Yes. All right. So let's take the second one here that we've got here. And I appreciate your candor in all this. Um, this one is from the acting special agent in charge, Chris Miller, HSI. And this person, I don't know if it's a guy or girl, but uh, he is uh, or he or she is out of Las Vegas. This is what this person said. This defendant allegedly used his medical profession to administer bogus vaccines as if the COVID-19 vaccine is a vaccine. They had to read, by the way, for people who don't know it, Webster's changed their definition somewhere in 2020 
to accommodate these mRNA shots. Um, the CDC, yes, September 2020, and the CDC did the same thing. They changed their definition as well. So they knew it going in. The documents we have out of Pfizer that they wanted to keep hidden from the public for 75 years, the first dump of that showed us they knew it was killing people and they knew it was injuring people. But this is what this guy says. He used his medical profession to administer bogus vaccines to unsuspecting people, to include children, falsifying a sense a falsifying a sense of security now i gotta i gotta laugh at that and i'm, I'm sure you do too they told yeah, everybody I, this is safe and effective two what right. two and a half years later now they're telling everybody well it really isn't effective we're not going to really go down the role of the safe but we got cdc looking into all kinds of problems now way down the road what they're doing is a violation of the nuremberg code they're experimenting on the public without telling them they're experimenting on them and what do you make of this allegation that that you gave it to unsuspecting people was there somebody who thought they were actually getting the shot and you gave them the saline or they wanted the saline and they wanted the the vaccine record so they could go about living their life well everybody that i that that came in to me came into me for a reason um and i can't get into what i did or didn't do okay uh, from a legal perspective fair enough um but uh, i don't think there are any unsuspecting patients in my office Okay. All right. And I'm assuming that they don't have they don't have a leg to stand on with that. But you can bet your bottom dollar they're going to throw everything they can at you with the resources of the American people. That's the sad reality that 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 this comes down to. This guy well, Yeah, they're using me. They're using me as a uh, as a tool to get to an end. They're telling people in general and other docs uh, in particular, do not do this or this will happen to you. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, government is always a force. There's no question about that. This is the rest of the guy's comments, or the lady. I don't, I don't know if Chris Miller's a guy or girl, like I said. HSI remains committed to working with our partners, the, yeah, the, your, your crime syndicate, that's what you're working with, to bring those who seek to take advantage of the pandemic, uh, well, uh, to deliberately harm and deceive others for their own profit to justice. I, I just, how this person can say this with a straight face and not bring Albert Borla from Pfizer or the guy from Moderna, or the guy from Johnson Johnson, or the guy from uh, AstraZeneca, and not bring them up on charges is beyond me. Are you befuddled about that as well? I, uh, I'm flabbergasted by the fact that we got to this point in the first place. Um, we've spent 100 years plus trying to find a quote-unquote vaccine for cancer. We've spent 40 years trying to find a vaccine for AIDS. Um, and now you're trying to tell me that in less than 12 months, we found a vaccine to cure the common cold. Uh, and, and it's in a new technology. Um, and we did it so quickly and so fast. And it's 94, 95% safe and effective um, is just a, it's a travesty to humankind. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Let me ask you, are there are there colleagues that you have that you work with who may not take your approach and for whatever reason they've been coerced into taking this shot because of their job or whatever? Do you have do you have some colleagues like that? I'm sure you do. Um so sorry about that. Uh, my dog was barking. That's okay. In the That's okay. Um, repeat the question of colleagues that did what? Did you have colleagues who were coerced or forced into taking the shot in order to keep their job? Yes, I have colleagues that were actually forced to take it and or chose to take it and are actually vaccine injured. Okay. Do you have any of them that have lost their life? 
Um, not personally that I know of. Okay. All right. I was just I was curious about that. If you have anybody, I I, I have some colleagues whose direct family members, uh, husband or wife or child, uh, mother, father, that have lost their life. Yes. Wow. Wow. And do they believe that it's related to the shot? Yes. Uh, some of them, it took a while for them to kind of come around to it, and they have. Some of them knew it right away. Okay. All right. That's that's really interesting because you know we're told in that we're told in the Mockingbird media that uh, no 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 that as soon as as soon as these sports figures you know start falling down as soon as soon as all these actors and actresses and musicians and all these young people start collapsing and all the first thing out of their mouth is this is not related to the shot which should tell right. you it's related to the shot I mean that's right, what you right. should think that's what you should think right. in that so what about other people. Um, obviously, you you give people a saline solution, so that's not doing anything to them. Are there other people that you know outside the medical profession that you know personally who've taken this shot and they're feeling the effects of what's going on, or they've lost their life as well? Oh, I know dozens of people. Well, I know dozens of people that are vaccine injured, and I've met them, um, some of whom I'm trying to treat and help treat. Um, and then I know of others that, you know, that we hear of online and, uh, and, and we see, you know, pictures, Angelia DeSalle is one of them who's just recently been in the news a lot. Um, but you know, uh, Maddie DeGarre, um, uh, you know, uh, Brianne Dressen, um, um, yeah, any number, any number of people that have been to these, you know, Senate hearings that have been on national TV over their, you know, vaccine injuries, um, I, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to take a little bit of a detour here, Tim. Yeah, please. Um, I, uh, what's happened here in the last couple of weeks to me with Angelia DeSalle and other vaccine injured, um, people is a, it makes me question humanity. It makes me question how far we've come when people can, in, social media circles uh, completely demolish Angelia's character by claiming that she's faking her vaccine injury. A lady that you see the videos that are posted online and who's been through what she has been here over the last two years uh, to make claims that she's faking it and that she just needs to just keep her mouth shut. And people um, that just calling her out. I, I don't understand how people can do that. It, it's, it's beyond, it, it's beyond human. Uh, the, the doctor at the Cleveland clinic who came out and said that he wouldn't treat people if they came into him and they weren't vaccinated. Did he do that to people that were having, that had lung cancer problems from smoking? What, what's the difference here? Why are you, you know, why are you doing this to, other human beings and what gives you that kind of moral authority to make that determination. Um, it is just unbelievable what we have done and what we're doing to some of these people. And it's, uh, it makes me just angry to the core to, to see people doing that. Yeah, it does. It does that for me too, but I, this is the world we live in. Because what people have succumbed them or what people have put themselves in is they put them in the position to where they are being 
you know, some people are going to think it's crazy, but I think it's a mass mind control. We know about MK Ultra. We know about those things and how they use certain things. We know about some of the elites, as they like to call themselves. They won't let their kids watch certain television show or they won't let them be programmed that way that's why they're called television programming uh, they won't let them do that because they are they are infiltrating them and setting their the narrative for them so that people who sit in front of the boob tube all day long and they take in the mockingbird media and they take in all the stuff without thinking they're being programmed to think what that what their false reality is i think that's what's going on and I don't know if you've seen a film called, we're going to talk a little bit about Nazi Germany because we were talking about that before the show. If you've ever seen a movie called, it was by Steven Spielberg, it was called The Last Days. It was about, I don't know, five or six Hungarian Jews. And uh, they were talking about what was going on. And one thing that stood out to me in that whole little documentary there was this one lady. And she said, you know, we went to, we went to bed one night and all of our neighbors were friends and we were friends with everybody. And we got up the next morning and... The Nazis were there dragging us out of the house, and our neighbors, it was as though they had completely flipped on us, and they were pointing us out, and they were angry and shouting, get those Jews out of And I was just like, what, overnight? That's... But I think we're seeing that develop in our country right now, and I'm kind of curious, when you're saying, what can what can happen? This is why I don't have any faith in man. I put my faith in God. The Lord Jesus didn't didn't trust man either. He knew what man had. In him, he knew the potential for his degeneracy, uh, which is why he became a savior for, for sinners. Um, but what do you what do you make out of that in correlation? Because we were talking a little bit about Nazi Germany. What do you make in correlation to what you're seeing now, and what you what you know from history in Nazi Germany? What was going on there? Well, it's not just Nazi Germany. It was the Bolsheviks in Russia. It was Mao in China. Um, you know, there's numbers out there that are in excess of 100 million people have been exterminated in the last 100, 110 years. Um, and, and all for what, you know, for what, you know, purpose. Um, and yeah, you know, Vera Sharav has just put out a five part documentary on uh, it called Never Again. It's published on, um, on Children's Health Defense Net, uh, TV on Robert F. Kennedy's site. And talking about just that situation, you know, what, what are we in right now as a society and, you know, and everything else. I've had conversations with friends of mine and colleagues of mine and everything about just that. I mean, how do we get to the point where police officers with their batons can just whack the crap out of a 16-year-old kid um, who just wants to go into a grocery store and get some food? Or in Australia, where two girls or 16-year-old girls are walking in a park when they have, um, they're not allowed to walk more than two miles from their house, and they happen to be more than two miles from their house, and the police are arresting them because they are two miles away from home. How, how do we get to that point where these people believe that they have that kind of authority and control over another human being? It just, it, it. It's just, it's mind-boggling to me. Well, yeah, it's it's mind-boggling, but I, I, if, if I can interject, this is where I think the Scripture talks about it, that we, we reference Deuteronomy 28 all the time. Now, that was, a, that was the, the covenant that God had with his people, and it was, you know, if you obey me, you get the blessings. In fact, the blessings are going to overtake you, is what God says. 
And then he says, but if you disobey me, here's the curses. And they're like two or three times more than the blessings. And among those are some things that we're seeing right now. I mean, we've been seeing it for some time. Many of the curses that are listed there, you can almost follow it down a timeline. So I think it's a it's a fact where we've departed from the God who established us. And I don't think there's any I don't think anybody can make an argument that the states were clearly before the Constitution, their laws were erected based upon the word of the word of God. In fact, I've got a certified copy of the resolution from it was the 1983 Congress where they acknowledge that our laws are based upon the Bible. And we've left that and we've just said, well, everybody can figure out what they want. I mean, you're a plastic surgeon. I, I don't know. You know, I, I think it's a different kind of surger, surgeon who does the stuff, the quote-unquote sex change oh, yeah. kind of surgery. No. Those, those things, no. they're, they're, not, they're not real because all they do is mutilate the body, but they never change the sex of the person. And I think the same things happen here. And so the people fall into that, those lies that are given to them. And they think they're the truth. That's why they'll attack people like the lady you were mentioning earlier. Well, yeah, it's, um, I mean, the, and speaking of mandates, you know, the, the Biden administration, my understanding, is trying to mandate surgeons to perform child mutilation on kids under the age of 18. Um, force them to. Mandating them to do transgender surgeries. Um, and on on kids it's again that's this is that you know everybody always talks about it the slippery slope um and what it comes down to um you know and where we're going as you know as a society right now it's it's crazy to think what our kids are going to go through compared to what we went through 40 years ago yeah many of them will never know the America, because you're a little bit older than I am. I just turned 54 and uh, you're a little bit. They will never know the America that you and I grew up in. When I tell people, yeah, you know, unless things change. Yeah. Unless we unless we do something to make a change. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that in just a minute. I want, I want one more uh, thing here, and that is about your your particular case. Um, you had a you had an arraignment on January the 28th. Is that right? 26. 26. My birthday, by the way. <laughs> you had it on there. Thank you. Uh, you had it on there. Can you tell us what happened there and when your next court appearance is and what that's probably going to look like? Can you speak to that at all? So um, I don't know what the actual next court appearance is. What happened at that hearing was we met there with each one of us having our own individual attorneys and we listened to the judge kind of tell us what the case was about. The um, prosecution made some uh, requests to, uh, you know, for us in terms of keeping us, uh, allowing us to stay free. I thought we were allowed to stay free to begin with, but, um, you are the and, Fifth Amendment. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, so we could stay free if we met certain conditions. Um, and then we all pled not guilty to all the charges. Okay. All right. And, and you're saying they haven't set up a court date yet. That's something that will be determined in the future. Is that right? Well, by law, they're supposed to set a court date, and I think it's April 4th is when our court is supposed to start. Our jury selection is supposed to start uh, a few days before that. Um, but my understanding is is that with the way the, the burden on the court system right now is, is that that's, it's not going to happen in my timeline. Okay. All right. Now, just before we get into this last section, which is I want to talk about solutions in this. I, I really do. 
Uh, this is this is your website. It's called Stand for More, and that's M O O R M O O R E dot com. Stanformore dot com. That's where you can check them out. This is where can people they can find out about you, but they can also help in this matter. Is that right? Yes. Uh, this was actually set up. Some friends and family set this up for us for all four of us to help offset the costs. I mean, we're fighting the federal government uh, with an unlimited budget of yours and my money. Um, and uh, it's going to cost us in excess of a million dollars to defend ourselves um, wow. and try to, you know, and try to kind of prevent this travesty from happening. Um, there's a donation link up top. It's a give, send, go um, account that uh, goes purely to just our legal fees and legal expenses um, to try to uh, fight against, uh, you know, against Big Brother and our uh, Uncle Sam or whatever um, metaphor you want to use. Yeah, that is really incredible when you think about that. The federal government can come out, come after you with your own money and then require, <laughs> well, if you're going to defend yourself, you got to come up with your own money. I mean, boy, you're talking about an imbalance of justice right off the top. I mean, that's just, it's incredible. Right. Look, we got about right. 10 minutes, and here's what I want to do, because the Sons of Liberty are not just about showing the problems. And, I, you know, again, I want to say, in my, in my view, you're a hero because you saved lives. You didn't destroy them. You, you use your knowledge to go in and, and to save lives. And so we want to commend you for that. But what about solutions? Now, I promote tacticalcivics.com here on Sons of Liberty, and that is where men and women can do it. But basically, I believe that men are supposed to be the leaders. They're supposed to be the protectors, the providers, all those kinds of things. And they're to protect, they're to protect women and children. And what we see is we've seen a tyrannical growth of government. And as a result of that, our desire is to reinstate the grand juries in the counties and the constitutional militia, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15 and 16. And those guys are the real law enforcers. They're the only law enforcers in our Constitution. They're the ones who repel invasions and put down insurrections. What are some of the things that you're doing besides what you've already done uh, to combat this kind of stuff? Or uh, I, I don't know what you're, who you're working with or any of those kinds of things. Do you have some solutions that you're providing other than what you've done that they're trying to throw you in jail for? Oh, I think, I think uh, Dr. Morse froze up there. Whoops. Okay, I lost him. Sorry about that. Let's see. Maybe it was me. Maybe I lost it. Okay, I may have lost that. That may be my fault. We're coming down to the end here. And uh, let's see if... I don't know what happened. I really don't know what happened. Now the connecting is off. Oh, this is interesting. Even Zoom has now cut me off. Uh, let me see if I can bring this back up. And I do apologize. It is live radio. And um, let me see if I can reopen this. And we'll see if we can bring him back up. I, I don't know if it will come up or not. Uh, but I'm hoping that we can speak about some of this stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, for some reason, we have lost Internet here. That's what we've done. We have lost Internet here. And uh, so what I'm going to do is... I'm going to try to stay on a couple of minutes, so if you guys can hang with me just a little bit, uh, we'll see if we can get um, uh, Dr. Moore back. Um, I'm going to send him a, a thing. Uh, just a moment. We lost internet. Give me a few minutes. 
and I apologize for the dead air and stuff. I'm trying to type, too. Uh, I've never had it go out like this. I've had it go where people freeze up, and then it comes back. Um, and uh, so I, I do apologize, guys. It's not really much I can do about it. Um, but we're going to see if it will come back on. Okay, so we're ready to go. We're going to bring it back up. And, okay, so let me see if we're, if we're good here. Okay, so all right, there you are. There you are. Okay, so I apologize for that. That was on my end. I've never had the oh. internet completely go out like that, so it's a little weird. But did you get my question as to what I was asking? No, I, you started fading out, and then I started looking down at my phone. And I was going <laughs> to text you, and then and then it went out completely. So okay, um, so so what we want to do is, you know, we like to have solutions. We don't like to leave people with the problems. Or, you know, just, hey, yeah. the feds are after you and this, that, and the other. We want solutions to the problems. Now, I know people can go and donate, and they can help you out legally with that. They can speak out on your behalf. Um, and what I'd like to do, uh, Dr. Moore, is when you have a, a time where you're set up for uh, your court date, I would like for you to text me that and let me know. Because what I want to do is I want to put it out to the people. We have people who are in different areas. Some of them are in Utah and such. And I want to see that people go there and make sure that these judges and these prosecutors know they're being watched. You're going to answer to the people. That's that's one that's one solution for dealing with this. But what are some other solutions that that you can recommend for people who are maybe there's other doctors out there and they want to do what you do um, as far as trying to help people? What are some solutions that we can bring to bear here? Mine was through tactical civics. I said, you know, which is basically the main thing is reestablishing the grand jury in the county. And then the constitutional militia, which is Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15, which are the men. It's the able-bodied men. They're the real law enforcers in this country. So what are some solutions that you're looking at, uh, maybe some of your colleagues are looking at, concerning this whole fiasco that we're dealing with here? Well, I don't know what... Uh... Um, you know, the struggle is when you're just one person, it's really hard to kind of make, uh, you know, make it feel like you're, you know, making a difference. But when you are one person that can, you know, talk to other people, you can go to your state capital and you can institute change. We're ha we have a law right now that's in our, on the Senate floor that is going to uh, ban vaccine mandates. It passed our house Amen. very narrowly surprisingly, but um, hopefully should get through the Senate and then hopefully our governor will sign it. Um, we had, you know, we've had laws and special sessions where we've been able to, you know, force, uh, you know, rescinding the vaccine or sorry, uh, mask mandates. Um, so I think that, you know, we just need to kind of get civically minded again. And I think in, in large measure, things happen locally. And just like you said, if we could get people to come to my court hearing and we have, you know, hundreds of people standing outside. There were probably 50 to 75 people at my arraignment hearing on very short notice um, that came out and supported us. And we have some video of that um, that we'll be putting on the website um, and that will be available for us to share. Um, and, you know, I, I but the more people that are there and, and make the authorities, quote unquote authorities that are in power right now realize that, hey, this is not right and it isn't fair. Uh, you know, this is this is what can be done. Um, you know, we have people that, uh, that you know, there's that guy that ran and beat out the New Jersey Senate leader uh, who did it basically just walking door to door with a total of five hundred dollar budget um, and, you know, just shaking hands with people and telling them, hey, I'm running against so and so. And he, you know, he upended, uh, you know, a, a longstanding state senator there. 
um, you know, the, the Senate majority leader in, or, or sorry, uh, House, sorry, Senate, um, yeah, Senate majority leader in the, in the New Jersey Senate. Uh, so there's, there's people and there are ways to do it. Um, but you, but the first step is, is that you need to have a desire to want to do it and you want to, you know, and you need to educate yourself because you're not going to get educated. Um, my son, freshman in high school right now, um, was told two days ago on Wednesday by his science teacher that vaccine, the COVID vaccine is 99% effective and 99% of all doctors out there believe that it's effective and they're using it to treat their wow. patients with, with 99% of you know effectiveness. And my son, who then had a quiz the next day about that, gave data and everything else about it because he's, you know, he lives with me. You know, I'm not, Amen. Um, at, least in, at least in my house, you know, I, I, I speak my mind. There you uh, go. And, and so he knows where we stand and he educates himself on the, on these various subjects. He went in and on the quiz the next day, he completely discounted it, got a zero out of 10 on his quiz because the teacher didn't agree with him. Um, and I'm, you know, and so I wrote a short note to the principal and, uh, to the Dean of students there. And I said, um, these are opinions. And why is my son being, you know, castigated or punished for having his own opinion? Are we trying to teach our kids or are we trying to indoctrinate them? Oh, they're um, trying to indoctrinate. And, There's no doubt. Well, I, I know the answer to that. They're never going to admit that. Um, but getting back to what you're saying, what can we do? Yes, uh, I will make sure that, you know, our next hearings are, you know, publicly known. Um, I will do whatever I can to try to stimulate any more groundswell. We have uh, an organization in Utah called Defending Utah org i think or yep we've com. had been on the um, show a couple of times yeah so um and 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 his wife julia uh and uh, he actually shares a last name with me um and uh anyway so the, you know there are ways to get involved and and it's you know it's going to take you know it's going to take an army uh not a fighting army necessarily we're not calling you know calling people to arms and you know stand in front of your gate and keep people from taking your stuff but um, it, it's, it's going to take an army and it's going to take some civil, um, you know, some civil, I say unrest, but some, you know, disobedience, um, civil, uh, civil disobedience yep. and civil uprising to show people that we're just not going to tolerate this kind of activities anymore. Amen. Amen. We're, we're about out of time here, but I want to thank you for your time. I'm sorry that my internet crashed there because we could have had a, a little, a couple more minutes there, but thank you so much. Uh, I want to show people this real quickly. And if you'll hang on, I'll say goodbye to you off air. This is, uh, Dr. Moore's website, stanformore.com. That's M-O-O-R-E, stanformore.com. If you want to support him, uh, and their legal fight. Again, you're against the federal government. It's a lot of money. You guys remember what happened with the Bundys and those guys. So if you want to help support them, StandForMore.com. Bradley be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And Lord willing, we'll be back with you in the morning, 6 a.m. bright and early. Talk to you then. See ya.